Hello and welcome to another episode of Leisure Time with Duncan and Jonathan. As always, I am Duncan. And as always, I'm Jonathan. And we are joined, finally, once again, by my sister, Kai. Hello. And Kai, do you want to explain why you're available, or? No. Right, not, not, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I was going to let her do it if she wanted to, or not. All right. So, if you can probably hear in the background, um, we are finally back to the Mass Effect long review. So, we're finally going to get to the... Um, an ultimate story mission, well, mainline story mission, <laughs> possibly start on it before the end of this episode because it's a bit later in the day than we usually do this. All right, so Kai, what are you are seeing there? Uh, well, currently I am doing side quests, so I am in a tunnel on a planet that is filled with Rachni. Yep. And trying not to die. Because Rachni okay. spit poison and they love to kill you. Well, it's not one of them. Well, at least these ones do. Which we have encountered them previously on Novaria. So it's not the first time they've been mentioned in this podcast, but they are annoying. And it is one species where sniper rifles are your friends. What? For the ones that are just now getting hit the Mass Effect, and it's like you say, everyone, every new experience is somebody's first. So if you're just getting into the Mass Effect, getting uh, over, however you want to say, you got a lot of resources, my friend. <laughs> yep. First game with a long-running series. You know, we will do two, three, and we will get the Andromeda at some point too. But for right now, yeah, we're still just barely past halfway in the first one. Which is still, we're making pretty good time, all things considered. We look at. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, like that I think it's only been about looking at the total gameplay on this one that we're doing. So you this, guys this, hear it. Yeah, it's hard. like just over a day. 24 hours or so. Give or take. Yeah. I think the average runtime as far as gameplay for each um, campaign mode in the first one. Tends to run around 72 hours on average for most people. That sounds about right. As I've been, my experience. So, yeah. And I can imagine with the side missions, so sometimes that can. Which, um. Mild spoiler alert do as many of the side missions as you can. Yeah, for those two of you who have not encountered Mass Effect 3, the, the, a lot of these side missions will impact what. The end game <laughs> looks like, at least as far as who, which characters are still around. <laughs> Sometimes we can say it like that without spoiling too so much. Yeah. Yeah. So things to keep in mind. All right, I should almost be done clearing this tunnel of Rachni. If I'm remembering correctly, yay. Something I had in common with the Krogan. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
the record show that took five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Let the record also show it has been like two, three months since I last played this game. So. <laughs> yeah. All things considered. Yes, I feel like you kind of need to um, be more consistent with game. Or I feel like it lends itself to be more consistent in terms of like everything that happens because. If you go two, three months, or sometimes, you know, I'm quite sure. About a year. Year, about a year or yeah. more. <laughs> and they kind of had to relearn all the controls. Yeah. That is a benefit to playing PC, is that you can customize controls on PC, and I've got most of my PC games use roughly the same controls, so I can bounce from one to another with minimal. <laughs> and you said that you've had experience with both the console version and PC version, if my memory serves me correct. Well, actually, the main one who had the, well, in this case, uh, well, there were a couple of games where he did that. Um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance comes to mind. But, um, yeah, in this particular case, my main exposure always directly when I was actually playing it, instead of just watching over someone's shoulder, case in point, um, has been on console. Oh, so you're, you're definitely more familiar with the console setup. Yeah. Whereas I first encountered the game on PC, have played Andromeda console. That's what I forgot to do. <laughs> That's what I meant to do. Cool. You know, although I do want to get more peace acting, you know, it's just a fact that <laughs> gaming PCs are, I know we talk about, you know, We lost you for a couple of seconds there. You might want to repeat that last sentence. I'm saying, um, <laughs> uh, especially if you're trying to build your own game on PC, <laughs> you know, that, that definitely factors in in terms of my hesitation as far as like the And we lost you again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but still. But then again, Mass Effect is old enough to where you know, you might be able to. I would say if you're new to this, if you're a neophyte to this series, well. You kind of have more tips available than when Mass Effect. You know, you have a lot of content related to this particular franchise. True. There is so much. Like, it's it's not as prolific as, say, Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts. Not yet, anyway. Right, yeah. We will get to both of those franchises at some point. That is a nice segue into that. <laughs> yep. Especially for all my Disney fans, I feel like Kingdom Hearts is, 
haven't encountered it yet, but I don't know how you that. You need to. But I digress. Back to Madison Square. Okay, you're. Yeah, are you at what? previously? You're still getting those right, my warriors. I see you have Garrett and Rex with you. Yes, because they are my boys. And even though this campaign, the plan is to romance Liara, Garrus and Rex <laughs> are my go-tos. They will always be my go-tos. Yep. To the point where I have a Tyrannosaurus Rex bumper sticker on my car. <laughs> which is Garrus holding his sniper rifle. While riding piggyback. While riding... No, not riding piggyback. He is oh. riding on his shoulders. Piggyback is literally on the back. Now, this is like riding on the shoulders of Rex. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's not like an Alcor where they're quadrupeds. They, yeah, the um, Krogan are bipedal. So. Yeah, but, Yeah. Can't get much more different than a bumper sticker that looks like that. I'm sure it turned a couple of heads. <laughs> so it sounds like the way that we'll be first, we'll be sure in just a moment. Yeah, Kai's playing her inner kleptomaniac here. <laughs> of course. Skyrim has trained me has trained me well. You loot till you're over encumbered, then you sell it all for like seven gold, because that's all the vent, that's all the vendor has, and then you go back and loot everything else again. Yep, yep, bird. Because you don't use everything. Heaven knows you might need that health potion for a, a bigger boss fight that's coming around the corner. Corner. Oh wait, you've already killed Alduin, and you never used this health potion you've been saving the whole time. What? Yeah, yeah, that's. Basically, how it works. Okay, moving on. All right, so. All right. So, background information on Vermeyer. We have received notice from the council. Let us know that there was a um, special operations un uh, unit of Salarians who. They lost contact with them. There was some sort of garbled message, and they were hunting down Saren, so the council wants us to check it out. Now, this is one of those things you can do as soon as you receive the mission. Um, like the rest if of them, you really. want more time to play the game, I'd recommend doing it after you've completed Pharaoh's Pharaoh's end of area. At minimum. At minimum. That is a bit meta gameplay, but it is. Yeah, it, it's helpful. Apparently I leveled up, alright. Okay, back to Normandy. 
I still have two loyalty quests left to complete. And those are the sorts of things that you really want to do before you go. Just because the way timing works in this game, if you don't do those first, it can really hurt your gameplay later on in the series. So I'm going to knock those out right quick because I already know where they are. We're going to do the Rex one first. Thanks, I already did that one. I thought I did, but apparently I didn't get to that base. Okay, yeah. It was the, the planet was not the one I thought it was. Okay. Okay, yeah, because that will impact things, or at least it can't. I think you're far enough into it with the Aperion point, you, it won't make a difference, but it... That functionally, you can still get around it, but yeah, it always will make it streamline things a bit here. <laughs> I think it's over by Aladdin. Aladdin. People, we will be getting to the Ninja Turtles at some point, hopefully before the end of this calendar year, but... <laughs> oh, absolutely. We will get to it. I mean, we, we've got a lot of franchises to get to the Transformers y'all getting covered to. Don't worry. <laughs> and Conan, we are going to get to that. Like we, yeah. Conan the Librarian jokes coming. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and, I, and Jonathan, I showed you this one. I don't know if you were able to see it, but yeah, I got a Spangali deck. Is what they, for, yeah. yeah, so a couple of those. We will get to the illusionist and the prestigious. Matter of fact, we, we, we might just have to do a double episode. <laughs> yeah, or at least back to back. <laughs> those came out right against, I guess those came out right alongside each other or within a month or two if memory serves. Yeah, so those were fun. We're talking about space operas. Don't worry, Star Trek young trains. No need to fret, because we will get to you. <laughs> yeah the hard we'll part get... is the question yeah the hard part is company lockout man will <laughs> will get you. With that one in particular. And then um all oh, my Jedi Knights, don't worry. We we gonna get to the Mandalorian and we'll get to the Bad Batch. We'll get to all of that. <laughs> yeah, me wanty. Yeah, there's a lot of material out there to cover. Yeah. Uh, and also dinosaurs. We're gonna have to get to that one. <laughs> oh yeah. We can't. We can't ignore dinosaurs. Yeah. That's one of the first. Jim Henson thing that I remember that wasn't connected directly to the, <laughs> or the Muppets because I had already gotten to the Muppets but yep. you know, it's time to meet your major on the Muppet show tonight <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
know, when it came to Mass Effect, I was, like I said it before, I was late party, like people are already talking about it, and sometimes you're around, you know, you're at work or you're, you know, out public, you see a bunch of people discussing, you know, a certain gamer franchise that you're not familiar with. So I was like, Mass Effect? What's that? Like, you know what I I was, I came across it, but like I said, I was late to the party. And gaming, I feel like gaming, you really had to be on top of things because there's so many games that fly under the radar, at least for personally, or they fly under radar in general that sometimes it's very easy to miss out on certain things that you might be interested in. Especially at the time when COD was just Call of Duty for those who don't, you know, understand their abbreviation. That was when COD was almost, <laughs> you know, you would have to crawl under a huge rock to not know, know about that franchise. Yep. Because it was and still is very much everywhere. Let me see, what's another one that I have to say kind of overshadowed Mass Effect? You mean other than Matt? <laughs> other than that? Might want to bring in the WWE games, too, while you're at it. I mean, sci-fi, and I've always said this, sci-fi is one of those weird, great areas. And it says that it's not completely hidden from pop culture. No, no, no. In fact, quite a few franchises have taken off, but yet they kind of has sci-fi, and this is an interesting analogy, but I feel it fits. Sci-fi is kind of like the Indian music of the how should I say it? The indie music of the uh, gaming or the uh, movie world in the sense that you kind of have to be in a know and know somebody who's into it to kind of figure out how to navigate the whole thing because if you search for sci-fi yourself it can be overwhelming yes yeah. there's so many subgenres to the thing personal data fantasy, for major fantasy I could almost put in that same category because Familiar with it, or you only know the big names like LOTR and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, it's dang. <laughs> this is a familiar yep. story. Let's go. Okay, so that was not the quest I was looking for because, of course, it wasn't. That'd be too easy. Yeah, looking for the planet to do Rex's. Stuff, and instead I come across a ship that lets me know that these Rachni were planted by Cerberus. Which, yes, that'll be important later on. But this is part of why you do the side quests, because if you go back and play the game again, there are all of these hints of things that become important in future games. And that's all I'll say to avoid spoiling why that's important. So on 
satisfied with you. Oh, yes. Yes, and considering the years between each game, as far as production goes, the fact that stuff that is important, even as far as the third game, show up in th this early, they had this mapped out. Which is kind of cool if you think about it. If they had it planned out at least three games before they even knew if the first one would sell. Yep. <laughs> and I would have liked to have been a fly on the wall for those meetings where how they mapped everything out because that, that's hard to do. Is It's one thing to map out one game and have a you know, game plan and so like, okay, this is what we're gonna do, this is how we're gonna promote it. But to tell a story over three games and allude to it in the first game and have it make sense. Yeah, and um, another thing that we've been we've all been waiting to the party on, and we'll get to this one. You mentioned Conan earlier, but um Red Sonya is another one. <laughs> because Red Sonia is one of those, like, again, you kind of have to be in a know-about. If you're from a certain generation, you probably know a little bit more about it, but then it kind of has gotten overshadowed. Let's be honest. Let's just be honest. Mar Marvel's kind of overtaking everything else. Ain't that the truth? I'm not saying anything bad about it, but I'm saying, you know, the level of visibility is high. Know, even before Disney Plus was announced, you know, Marvel, 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 that's all you heard about. Yep, 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 DC, you know, they, they kind of had what I like to call their moments in the sun because, you know, the Batman the franchise, the big reason for that, Superman as well. But even so, they've always gone for a darker, and that's that's one thing I can say about Mass Effect too. It's a darker take on the space out because it, it do have some humorous moments. Yes, do along with some humorous characters. But it's you know I, I would recommend it for like like say you got an eleven year old kid show out. I would recommend it for them. Yeah, he's a mental. <laughs> No, I wouldn't put that aspect on the same playing field as GTA, but both of them are intended for an adult audience for a reason. Let's put it that way. Was that initially what attracted you to Mass Effect, the whole space opera thing, or was it just like you heard about it enough times? It's just like, all right, all right, all right, and I'm sitting here. Let me pick it up for myself. Yeah, I think it was a combination of both because, I, like I said, we were late enough to the part proverbial party that um, that Mass Effect Two, I mean, Mass Effect Three was already two and a half years after it had already launched two and a half years be, before I even got the first one. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking it was likely what happened was. The, yeah, that, that I'd heard enough about it. And I said, okay, okay, it was on sale. I was just 
you know, get it through the PlayStation Store and see how it goes, and then it turns out I love it. And Ty, was, was, in Ty's case, I was more I respected her enough about it, and she finally tried it out, and she jumped out with both feet. And I very much love the space opera aspect to it. I am I am a story-driven player. Yep. I think that's what attracted me to it as well because it stood out. Like anything that stands out is automatically going to get my attention no matter what uh, subgenre game is in, whether it be um, Mass Effect or, um, let's see, let me think of something else to that effect. Something like Guitar Hero, you know, because Something like that is just bound to catch your attention because you've had rhythm games before, yes. But in Guitar Hero's case, it was one of those franchises that wasn't trying to be like a DDR, wasn't trying to be, you know, another Amplitude, if I can mention another one. You know, it was kind of a different subset. And that's kind of what brought me to Mass Effect. It's just like, it is a shooter of some kind, but it's not a COD remake, or it's not trying to do what Halo already did, so it kind of caught my eye at first glance, because it was just like, at first when I heard Mass Effect, I was like, oh no, not another Halo. <laughs> Please, no. But yeah. then I did a little more research on it, it was just like, no, it's not quite like Halo or COD, no, it's... it's no. Magazine form, so what they were, but they've all been collected in um, trade, and, and there's also the gigantic omnibus that came out two years ago now, <laughs> or two and a half years ago. You can get through Barnes Noble, Amazon, and the like. <laughs> so, so all my friends that are still within the Mass Effect universe are thinking about maybe hopping in with both That's just a PSA, you know. <laughs> Feel free, have at it. Now, I haven't heard too much uh, news about the film adaptation as of late. I don't know what's going on with that necessarily because I haven't seen anything. Yeah. Not to mention the plethora of fan fiction. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think we won't keep this one on shorter than an hour just because of how late in the day it is. Yeah. And how extensive this game is. Like, we want to make sure we treat it with the level of care. 
hear that something like this is gonna, you know, gonna need. <laughs> yep. Which is why we haven't yet touched the MCU because we we got phases to go through. So the the MCU is probably we we may as well just need to block off a whole calendar year because. Between the films themselves, and all the you know spent spent all the related content. Oh, that's a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's another thing with these side quests. You only get a few hints of what's on the map when you are exploring these worlds. So it's. Not always everything where you think it should be. Come on. Yeah, sorry guys, I meant to do a lot of these side quests to get them out the way without taking up recording time, but life happened. You know what they say, that world famous saying, life is what happens when you're busy making plans, and that's, you know, that's the case here. Yep, 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 first. But yeah, as a general, um, you can always cheat and Google what the map of the planet you landed on looks like, especially if you want to find, like, all the resources and things for those side quests. Um, usually come like the end of the game of the game if I haven't completed all of those. Your uh, 
Siri and your iPhone be changed and command a separate voice because I, I would love <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny not gonna lie if I could get a Mass Effect voice from my phone I would either go with Garrus or Rex or even have the two of them argue who gets to answer it Tolly would be cute <laughs> Tal- having Tolly be your Siri would be absolutely adorable yeah that would be funny because she could have an existential crisis of is she an AI now, considering she's a quarter. I'm surprised they never made like Jim Parsons the voice of Siri. Because I, I, I want to show the Cooper Siri. I okay. He's a smart dude. I mean, he can play character and have him be Siri. <laughs> yep. Which, speaking of voices, um, there's a television show that's really fun called Castle. <laughs> and the voice actor for Garrus ends up in an episode of Castle. A couple of times, yeah. A couple of times. But there's one episode in particular where he does the Garrus growl and you learn that, yes, he makes that sound in real life. It is amazing. <laughs> and we'll, we'll get to Castle because I feel like it occupies a unique space because this it's like a show within a show. Like <laughs> Oh, it has so many references, which, okay, so if you're going to watch Castle, first you have to watch Firefly, which is a whole other thing we'll have to talk about at some point, because Joss Whedon is amazing. Yep. Star- Stargate lovers, don't, don't worry, we, we can get you too. We, we haven't forgotten about No. Let me see. What's another sci-fi series of me? Oh, my, my LTR fans, my super fans. Oh, we gonna get to you. <laughs> Speaking of which, I don't know if you heard that they're trying to reboot that, um, this series again in that series of films. So that'd be very interesting to see where they take Because that's the, what, that's the third reboot we've had. A lot of things have been getting rebooted. Some of them have turned out better than others. Okay, this should. Fu- this is the last solar system. Well, yeah, last solar system in this cluster. This had better damn well be the planet. Here's the real question: Should we get to the Big Bang Theory and Young Sheldon podcast at some point? I feel like we should. Yeah, we probably should at some point. You're right. In some ways, I kind of feel like we should do Young Sheldon first just because it's a, part of me kind of wants to go that route. But, um, I don't know. There's Young Sheldon, the part of the show itself, the enjoyment is lessened if you don't know where narrator Sheldon is coming from. That's true. That's true. And speaking of narration from actors, oh, we gonna get that everybody hates Chris at some point too. We just do. <laughs> we just do. <laughs> Cause that, that's one of my favorite. Anything said in the eighties is already gonna pique my interest. Well, in that case, the ultimate film with narration has got to be Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh yes. Oh yeah. I mean, one could argue that that movie was the beginning of the after the credits scene. Could be. That's a good point, because... 
to the point where Deadpool literally imitated it. Prior to that, you really didn't see, especially a lot of the older films, like the older the film, once it says the end, that's exactly what it means. It means there is no more. Seen all that you need to see for this particular film, but in yep. Ferris Bueller's case, and I have to wonder since it can't come out in '86, how many people left the theater before they realized, oh wait, there is another scene. You can bet that some people that saw it in theaters the next day were like, "Man, did you see what happened at the end of the credit?" And then what in credit scene? Man, there's a whole other scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that's something that we got to be thankful for the internet for. Because I know we don't leave movies anymore until once the credits start, someone's on their phone. Do we, is there a during the credits or after the credits scene? Do we have to stay? Yeah, I mean, it's good. The number one rule of Marvel movies is for all my neophyte. Stay through the credits. <laughs> now, there, <laughs> there will be the occasional one where there's not. For example, I think it was. It was either Infinity War or Endgame. It was one of those two major ones where there was not. Well, it was Endgame where they said the, uh, it was just the sound effect from when yeah, Tony was hammering on the anvil in the cave. To signal the end of Phase 3. Yeah. Or the original end, anyway, because I think Spider-Man was the one that officially ended it because they decided to do it for whatever reason. Right, and then I should admit, and then when we get to the MCU, we should mention that the faces and the timeline order are not the same thing. They're often placed in a different order. No. Which, so there are plenty of compilations to explain timeline-wise if you want to watch the movies in chronological order, but that's not as fun. No. Okay. Yeah, it looks like the right landscape. Yeah, I think it's the right landscape. I think what happened, I guess, I've got another character that I play not for this podcast, and I think that I did Rex's quest on that character. And got mixed up. And yet, got them mixed up. Okay. 40 minutes. I think we'll just end this after you get the, after you talk to Rex on the Normandy. Yeah, and, um, so we'll, we'll be getting to Vermeer within an episode or two. I'm going to try to go ahead and finish knocking out all these side quests. As Duncan mentioned, I do have a bit more time at the moment. Yeah. And, yeah, so... We've got Stoofs. Crabs or had to be a Volus. <laughs> Maybe, but part of why I'm saying Anderson is because there's just something so funny about you. You are constantly asking Anderson to explain things, and he gives you these very vague answers. So the idea of plankton 
trying to convince crabs, yes, there are these things called the Reapers. Yes, this is terrible. What do you mean? Why? Tell me about, tell me about Saren, Anderson. Tell me about Saren. And I think that that interaction would be very funny. She fit right in. Yep. She'd be the one that you would not want to get advice from because she don't give you a sarcastic answer. You know how she is. Especially when SpongeBob's involved. Oh, gosh. Yeah. (laughs) What would Asher be doing in the mass vacation? What in the world? And then just because it would be hysterical, Caden as no. Squidward. Or Squidward as Caden. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Patrick, I don't know what he would be doing in Maggie. He could really he really would be doing alien hunting for real. Oh god. Patrick the Krogan. <laughs> Now here's the question though, would Spongebob still be a fry cook in the mass effect? Because that'd be too funny. You could all, he could show up in the third game and be um Vega. Oh yeah. Because yeah. Vega makes those eggs. Yep. Why do I get the feeling that Spongebob and Patron would show up just because? <laughs> <laughs> like, like Karen no would be um Karen would be Legion. Or Edie. Or Edie. Oh my god, she would be Edie. But then Joker would have to be Plankton. Yeah. And I'd rather Plankton be Shepherd. Yeah, so yeah, that'd be too funny just to see that. Like I I wonder if any of them have played Mass but that makes me wonder. I, I could see um, Bill Fagerbaki, you know, playing Mass Effect like on his, you know, spare time whenever he gets it. I, I could see Lancey Brown. I see more as like a fishing guy. Like he, he seemed like the type dude. Just be like, oh, I got all day. Let me go fishing. <laughs> yeah, they won't. Uh, uh, <laughs> Yep, this is it. Okay, you got this it. is the right planet. Finally. Okay. Because Rex just let me know that the armor's here. There can be only one fish in this pond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Which reminds me, at some point we're going to have to do an episode time. Even just because. Although, since um, Lancey Brown was in Mass Effect Andromeda, he probably has at least some he has at least some exposure to that, if nothing else. Was he always, was he always um, the parents of the player characters from that? Which Clancy Brown's filmography, you know his work is. Very, very long. I, I don't think he realizes how extensive this filmography actually is. You actually research it. Just because 
highly recommend. Oh. Detroit Become Human. Oh, yeah. Now the only of the loyalty missions left is Garrus. Oh, you're telling me I found that still area? Yeah. What the, uh, after the fourth you? <laughs> okay. Okay, so what we'll do is we will, you want to just end this now or do you want to? Yeah, we can end this now. I'm going to knock out some side quests. Oh. Hopefully by next episode we will have just the Garrus loyalty mission and then Vermeer. Okay. All right. So what we'll do is we'll end this here and um. All right. So. Signing off. Bye. So next time, people. As always, thank you for listening. All right. Bye. And bye. Bye.